you. Thank you very much. Let's give it up for Brad. Please. Thank you. All right. What's up? Welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah. What's up? That's Brad. And we're joined by our special guest intro host, Aaron. Aaron hey Bastinelli. Aaron Bastinelli, um, Glad who to be is here. an engineer here at Converse Rubber Tracks. Legendary. Legendary. That's right. Yes. What's um, up, Aaron? Aaron You're just working got hard back today? From- uh, so hard. <laughs> I've answered four emails. Nice. I've patched four cables. Four cables. Can yeah. you tell us exactly what you patched? I- no. Oh my god. <laughs> Come on, man. The listeners uh, want to know. Uh, it, it's trade secrets. Let me ask you this. Were yeah. you patching in on a um bus channel or were you like a stereo bus or were you patching in like single inputs? Oh, single inputs. Okay, yeah. so we're Start still in that source. stage here at Converse Rubber Tracks. Metal week. No one cares Metal about week? any yeah. of this. Benny's Benny's friends are here. Oh really? Yeah. You didn't know that you didn't see that exchange? Oh yeah, I saw Benny. Yeah, we just taped a podcast, two podcasts with Benny Horowitz, Gaslight Anthem as guest, and yeah, he knew the band here. Wow, we really, we really put you into like a haze there with our technical talk about Pat. True, and everybody completely else. lost focus. Speaking <laughs> of Benny Horowitz, he is actually um, in a band with our guest today. <laughs> believe it or not, you are the best segue guy. He uh, is in a band called Antarctic, Antarctic, Antarctico Vespucci. The hardest name to say. With our guests, Chris Farron and Jeff Rosenstock. Nice. Um, They just put out a new record. They recorded here at Jeff's house, I believe. And I was just at Chris's wedding in Florida over the weekend, and I have 10,000 mosquito bites. Really? That are driving me insane. Yeah. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah, it was in Dade City, Florida. Maybe they were deadly Chinese mosquitoes? Swampy mosquitoes? That have swept up from South America? It's possible, I guess. I'm still alive, though. Oh. So, um, yeah, but yeah, Chris just got married, so congratulations to Chris. <laughs> and uh, Jeff is Jeff couldn't be there because he's on tour of Skank and Pickle in Japan. Nice. That sounds like really fun. Yeah. <laughs> like shows, real fun. He's been posting some photos that shows look pretty insane. Um, so, yeah, we recorded this podcast a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Benny was here. I don't remember who guest no. hosted it. No? We did have a guest host. We did? No. I don't think we, we did. We didn't. Yeah. So <laughs> but I wasn't here. <laughs> Brad wasn't here, but I was here apparently. And <laughs> I vaguely remember it. I have like the worst memory ever. But I know it was it Jeff may and Chris. Have may have happened. Uh, um, and I think we probably didn't talk about the new Ant- Antarctica record, but um, you should check it out. You should check out Chris's solo stuff, um, Jeff's solo stuff. They all have like a ton of different musical projects. Um. So yeah, anything you want to add, Aaron? No, it sounds wonderful. I look forward to listening to it. It's in extra high fidelity for you. Thank you. It better be. <laughs> 64 kilobytes per second. Mm. Yeah. Mono. Mono. <laughs> Only mono. And yeah, and maybe we'll release this on vinyl someday. Woohoo! Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> I'll have to remaster cool. it. Yeah. Hand, hand cut vinyl. <laughs> yes. Um, so, without any further ado. Further ado? Further you can say whatever Friday. you want to. Whatever. No, you know what I mean. Uh, Chris Farron, <laughs> Jeff Rosenstock, once again on Going Off Track. Enjoy. It's going off track! How bad is, like, vegetarian shit for you? I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like it's one of those things where you shouldn't eat it all the time, but probably once in a while it's not that bad for yeah, you. Yeah, I eat it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat meat. So, like, is it wor- Is it that much worse for you? And the answer is probably maybe. Maybe. It's I'm afraid f- to look it up. 
What do you Have think, you ever Chris? It up? Vegetarian food? Yeah, like <laughs> no. Well, you're you're a meat. Are you're probably meat, both I, I, meat boys, right? I'm a meat. I'm a meat. You never meat look it eater. up to like stick it to vegetarian or a vegan and be like, well, you're eating this shit and it's like all processed or whatever. I feel no, like people I say hate that when to me people all the time. That. <laughs> That's yeah, the worst thing to do. It's so annoying. I do think sometimes it is funny though, like when a band comes into town and they're like, we want to get something healthy. We want to go to like Red Bamboo. Like everyone always wants to go to Red Bamboo here. And I'm like, yeah, it's good, but it's like sort of like junk food. Yeah. Like it's, it's delicious. Awesome. Yeah. But like, you know, I feel like I was like, you should like eat a carrot or something if you really want to like... <laughs> So, so they're like, finally, I'm in New York. I'm going to eat some healthy food. Give me this, like, two-pound chicken parm sandwich that isn't chicken. And just because yeah. it's not chicken, that means that, like, eating bread and cheese and sauce is, like, the e- same as yes. eating some greens. I was pretty bummed out when Food Swings closed, though. Did you used to go there a lot? I went there. I was bummed out when Soy and Sake closed. Did you know about that place? No. It was a vegan sushi place, and they had, like, imitation, like... Tuna really? and crab and eel and like like it was fucking awesome. It was the best. I went there. If I had known that there was even a chance of it closing, I would have gone there like three times a week. Like it's kind of place where you're like, okay, we can't go there again. We go there way too much. Wow, no, and never like heard it of just it. stopped because the owners were tired. And it was just like, no, someone'll take over your restaurant. <laughs> It'll be fine. Oh man. Yeah, and there's nothing else like it, and that's it. See, Food Swings was sad, but, like, there's a bunch of, like, vegan junk food places yeah. all over the place. Um, so while it sucks that it's gone, it's like, you can still find it somewhere. Like, this is just like, well, that's it. That was the only one, and now no one's going to do it anymore. Chris, what's the what's the vegan scene like in in Florida? <laughs> I know. I, well, let's ask you about see. something you probably have no knowledge of. Uh, there's a place called The Loving Hut that I've never been in Oh, that says, like, vegan on it. You, and it's like a crazy, like almost cultish thing. supreme master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never been in there. I've always been really curious. There's Not there's curious loving enough. huts all over. <laughs> oh um, yeah, that's a chain. Yeah, it's a chain, but they all have different menus based on like the local, like what the locals want to eat there. Whatever right. that chef wants to make, they yeah. just have to follow the rules of the supreme master of veganism. Yeah. I I don't know enough about the Supreme Master to get into it on what I assume is a podcast that has started because it's recording. We've been talking for four minutes. Yes, this is we're getting some controversial shit. Has it begun? Oh, is this going uh, on the thing? This is going in. For okay, sure. so I don't know enough about it to like do it. I don't, <laughs> do, you, do you have some th- dirt about that? I you think it's some kind of religion. <laughs> no, I'm just like I'm wrong. All I know is like Mike Park be like, yeah, Supreme Master, she rules. But it's like it's kind of like a weird religious thing wow. i think maybe but anyway yeah there's loving huts all over and they all have different menus like we went to one in korea and it had like all this awesome korean food that me and john were unable to eat the entire time we were there and then we went to a loving hut and i thought it was just going to be like whatever's on a normal loving hut menu and it was wow. like all this awesome korean all the way stuff. in korea that's crazy yeah. did the one korea you to- kansas oh okay <laughs> did the one you went to with mike park have uh skank and pickles Mm-hmm. Nice. They were two dollars <laughs> each. It was expensive for the skank and pickles. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I'm fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was try I was trying to think of where I was gonna whatever. Um I don't need to explain failure to you guys. <laughs> never. So um Chris, you're in town for a little while. 
Yes. Are you? And I'm sure you're working on a lot of top secret, um, high profile projects. But are you just hanging too, or what's? Here I for a haven't weeks? really been hanging. Jeff and I have just been working on this next Antarctica Vespucci record. Should, should I play some right now? Just through the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brad is gonna freak out because he's always like, "You need to get stuff licensed. You can't." I think if you guys own it, then you yeah, can we say, own it. We no, own it outright, baby. Yeah. But, but yeah, check uh, check out this song. Great, right? I love it. <laughs> yeah. Great bass so tone. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's a guitar, but you know, we like to get it thick. Uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> Jeff and I both separately and together played Pooza Fest in Montreal like two weeks ago. <laughs> it's a long time ago. You've been here for a long time. I know. But was this a festival where you played like 17 different sets? Yeah, I played a lot of sets. Okay. I don't know how it happened, but I ended up playing five <laughs> sets, which is pretty insane for me. Um, and we knew we were both going to be there, and, and we both had some time carved out of our schedules where nothing-ish was happening, which is, uh, didn't end really. up being true. <laughs> um, and, if it was going to happen, this was going to be when it was going to happen. Right, yeah. So I just rode back here to New York with Jeff, um, and we just started working on another Antarctica Vespucci record. Yeah. And I've been here for almost, no, two weeks now, and I've be here for a couple more days yeah it's gonna be great so it's the longest we've ever worked on a record it's true which is still very short to work on a record yeah to, when you consider that like half the well not half but a, a significant portion of writing also takes place throughout it yeah not a significant portion oh, pretty well. what do you think like three four hundred percent yeah yeah somewhere around there <laughs> where are you guys recording it uh, same place we always do. Yeah. Jeff's Your walk-in place? closet. Yeah, nice. in, a, in a room about oh, you know two thirds the size. I think of this I did one. a podcast in that room. You yeah. did, yeah, yeah. All the guitars are being put to use now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got put to use during our podcast too. I believe <laughs> they did. Yes, <laughs> you were both unhappy about me uh, playing <laughs> shredding the guitar throughout our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not unhappy about that. Um, that's awesome. Is anyone else playing on the record? Is it? Is Benny doing it or yeah. Benny? We're meeting up with Benny tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, we do drums last all the time, which I don't think a lot of bands. I do can't that. think of any that I've <laughs> ever heard of. The Planet Smashers did a record like that once, and I remember touring with them, be like, "That's crazy! How could you do it?" And Motion now I City do it did one like that when Tony broke his arm. Oh, they had to do something like that. But yeah, it must. It, it seems like it would be hard. What? Well, it's not like we do it to a click and are just guessing what the drums are going to sound like. Jeff, like, writes all of the drum parts. Okay. Like, very specifically. So we're playing to what we're basically going to, what's going to be Like the structure and whatever. And then Benny is awesome and comes in and plays it perfectly in time, pretty much. He's a pro. Then, uh, yeah, adds awesome stuff in there that a drummer can do and that not me going like, (laughs) on a keyboard (laughs) can do, you know? (laughs) Sorry for spinning in your mic. No, it's fine. It's not my mic. Podcast, man. Oh, it's not? No. I can spit in this as much as I want. please. Drenched in spit. (laughs) Uh, So That should be the name of her record. (laughs) Drenched in spit. Shit. Our aesthetic is very, like, crust punky, even though we're we're a power pop band. Yeah. We're going to have shirts. Should I say the the cool shirt? No. And we don't have a... I don't feel like it's fully formed yet. Okay. Well, our new genre is power pop violence. Yeah. <laughs> power pop violence. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, and Jeff, you did this five borough one day thing. Yeah. How did that go? 
It was great. It yeah. was awesome. It was really fun. It was insane. I mean, uh, we took trains everywhere. The fir- the very first thing that happened that morning was that, um, like, we were all rushing to get the Staten Island Ferry, which, like, if we missed the one we were trying to get, the next one was an hour. Okay. Uh, and then we, just, we would just miss the show. <laughs> um, and, like... We went to get bagels across the street in the morning. It took them like 20 minutes to get three bagels. Literally, like if you watch the video of it, you can see the time. Just like go, <laughs> just keep going. We're like, all right, quick bagel, let's go. Then we're standing there for like 15 minutes. Just like, fuck, this is really <laughs> taking a long time. And when we got to the Staten Island Ferry, we were on time. But our drummer, who came separately from us, literally got there one minute before the ferry, like took off so after like that happened we're like oh okay we're all here it was all like oh well at least all right we all made it so let's all do this together and it didn't seem that hard the very like taking the staten island ferry first thing in the morning was yeah. like that was tough to get to on time i'm but sure I, it was insane it was crazy we stayed i stayed up to like five o'clock that night because the adrenaline from running around was just like yeah. so intense you know yeah so, what were the shows? You played like a, a couple songs or like... Like, no, we played like full punk sets, I really? guess, like eight eight songs, like yeah. 25 minutes everywhere in Staten Island. And then, what was it? Was Stat, this, like this arts collective in Staten Island, Rough Trade in Brooklyn, uh, Trans Picos in Queens, uh, Rodriguez Coffee Shop in uh, Fordham in the Bronx, and then Baby Castles in Manhattan at the end of the night. <laughs> and it looked in the footage I saw, it looked like there's like a lot of people at every show. Yeah, man, that rocks. I mean, when you pay <laughs> actors, they'll they'll show up at anything. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Uh, and you guys played a show the other night that, or you were part of that Chris Gethard thing. Yeah, we went. Yeah, we uh, well, Jeff played uh, the the Chris Gethard premiere like party, and he was kind enough to ask me if I wanted to play two Antarctica songs with them. This is great. I didn't have to sing two songs. And I did. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. It was great. It was pretty good. It was... People were screaming. Chris! Who, who, what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. Go away. Yeah, yeah. No. no. Wait. They were saying, Chris, more! <laughs> was and, that I, and I say, I'll be fine. I'll be outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Is that why everybody yeah, and then left I had in the a middle big of the meeting show? outside. Yeah. yeah, with everybody. <laughs> meeting of the minds, and nobody stuck around to watch the Chris Gethard premiere. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so Chris Gethard has his shows on television, not on public access. On a different, it's on, it's Fusion, on Fusion now, Fusion. which is okay. a cable channel. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is awesome for him. Yeah, it's great. And yeah. we, we actually went to a taping of the first episode. And Hilarious, it was so funny, so good. So, so it's the same kind of a vibe, just on a different network, sort of. Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. It's twenty two minutes now, and uh, but other than that, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Sound the band setup is awesome on it now. Yeah, it's really really cool. It's, it's really cool how they were able to kind of not like take away the things that makes the show so special. When they yeah. have to make it into a 22-minute thing. And I'm sure they have some amount of notes from a network, but they were able to kind of rein it in and still make it very much like the show that it always has been. I'm curious to see what happens with High Maintenance. We had those. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. We had the I, I've never seen that, but I've heard a lot about that it. show. It's basically like a 
pot dealer and it's they're kind of these short episodes where it's kind of him dealing with each one's like him dealing with a different client but they're like kind of like dark and they're funny and it's this guy um ben and kaja his wife and he plays a main dude and they came on the podcast a couple years ago um and it was on Vimeo for a while, and yeah. then it just got bought by HBO, I guess. But I don't oh, know. really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I guess it's going to be like probably a 22-minute or a half hour or something, but I'm curious how it's going to work with like those kind of budgets and guidelines and stuff. What is it now? Like 11 minutes or just like... Maybe like not even. Really like just I feel like, like eight minutes like or whatever. something. Yeah, like eight to ten maybe. That's cool. But yeah, That's be cool. awesome. Yeah. I mean, if somebody... I feel like TV money is like so much money that if somebody hires you to do it like you figure it out yeah right? i guess yeah, so hell yeah i don't know no i don't know i've never made a tv show i don't know why i think it's, <laughs> it's yeah, definitely more it. than like music money i think oh it's <laughs> sir there is no music money me like music money the only way that you would ever make tv money is if you like sold a million records or something then you might make tv money for like a tv writer for one season yeah i think, I think you're right <laughs> I, I, um did you make a lot of money off of those um robes that you made the jeff robin stocks uh yeah i think i think we made a decent amount of, or no how much I, we priced him really like <laughs> we priced him for only like five dollars worth of profit yeah so that's what we always do too it's, not really not really a ton of money yeah uh, and i think it all like it's just still going back into paying for pressing of the record i haven't gotten a statement yet from side one i don't know if i'm gonna owe him money <laughs> if i'm gonna have money i don't know yeah yeah um that's a really good merch idea though the yeah, Robin stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I have one. Do you have yeah, one? I don't have are one. You, I've, I should make more of them. They're I should have so bought one. soft. They yeah. are they're truly on, soft. They're, it's, like, yeah. it's the best bathrobe. Like, you should just get one. Write them and be like, I need a sample. I'll email Jamie. I'll see if I can buy one. Maybe they have like a back scot. No, they sent the last one to my dad. Really? <laughs> yeah, I know they don't have any more left there. <laughs> they might have one for you. You're a music journalist. <laughs> they might be lying to me, but like have a couple at the back for Vice Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. They might. Um, Chris, question for you. Yes. Where you are, the video, how many VMAs is it up for this year? Oh, I don't know yet. I don't think... The I'm nominations hoping haven't they come. haven't announced yet because yeah. I haven't heard anything. Uh-huh. But I would imagine upwards of... Well, okay, best director, me. <laughs> best song, me. Uh, cinematography, me. Um, Wait, you get credit for cinematography <laughs> even though it's just an app? <laughs> I, yeah, best editing, me. <laughs> the editing is impressive. Yeah, the So at least good. four. Best new artist, definitely <laughs> me. So that's, new that's five. I'm new. I haven't even put out a full length record. You put yet. out a full length Christmas record. Hey. Way to break onto the scene with like... a novelty record, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very alien ant farm move of you. <laughs> you're a smooth Just criminal. Ca- you're going with the reverse Mariah Carey <laughs> route. Like. Yeah. I, I do always think it's funny when they do do best new artists for something and you're like, this band's been around for 15 years. Like they just made their first video this year. Yeah. Well, that's why they changed it to best new artist in a video. Oh, they did? But. Even still, one, they don't show videos, so it's like whatever anyway. And two, it's usually like that band's made other videos. They just didn't <laughs> show them on MTV. Well, right, did, right. Did Fun made or got Best New Artist of the Grammys, didn't they? On their second record? <laughs> I, th- I think yeah. so, yeah. And they went up, they're like, we've been a band for a long time. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, cool. I, I, I just, thought that was pretty cool. The music industry is so insane. They're just refusing to like acknowledge 
that anything happens before <laughs> like you're on a major label it's like no now you're <laughs> yeah, <artist."> yeah. <laughs> like and maybe like 20 years ago when it was mostly major labels that made sense but now it's like mostly independent labels yeah. but Im- imagine if it really was like best new artists like you could have only have like started playing guitar like in the last 12 months or that something. would be <laughs> so good like this is not great but you are the best new artist <laughs> yeah you must, if you're on the board for any awards voting thing any awards committee you should make that category that would be <laughs> fucking great yeah <laughs> everyone in your band has to have just started playing your <laughs> instrument in the last 12 months <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah it's funny i i just read Corey taylor from slipknot's new book oh um his third book i was reviewing his it. third book he's two new york times bestsellers is Whoa. he a, is, is he write like autobiographies or is he a fiction writer so, or something in between it's it's not fiction it's sort of <clears throat> His new one is called um, You're Making Me Hate You, and it's basically him kind of, like, ranting about, like, traffic or, like, long lines at the airport. Oh. I really wanted to be on his side, but he also, like, hates everything. Andy Rooney. Yeah, basically. He's, like, a new metal Andy Rooney. (laughs) But he, like, he, like, said something about fun, and he was, like, in fucking music today and fun, blah, 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 like, was, like, shitting on them, and he was, like, and they won some Grammy, and then I took a screenshot and sent it to Jack from Fun, and he was like, yeah, we didn't win that award. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also said, Fall Out Boy, save rock and roll, eat fucking shit, Fall Out Boy. <laughs> so that's kind of the tone of the book. Cool. You can check out my review in a few months. This guy needs to meditate. <laughs> right? He does need to meditate. He brought, he, I feel like being in Slipknot's a pretty good job. He actually, he's... He actually seemed really, I wanted to be on his side because parts of him I related to and were kind of likable. And then parts of it, and parts of it I could recognize in myself just being like, Ugh. What parts? Like he was really, he was like, no, like the younger generation, like none of them work hard. Like they don't understand anything. Like they're just like on their phones. Like, and like part of that, like I think just maybe getting older I could relate to. But then yeah. like part of the just like, I was just, dude, he had this whole section about how he like hates these like Dairy Queen commercials. I was like, dude, this isn't a book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was, it just felt like it was being stretched out, and I was like, I try not to be super negative, right? But I feel like you're an incredibly positive guy. I I can be, but it can I can feel like it can swing both ways. You're a chill guy. Yeah, I feel like I'm very you're ex- an angry guy. I'm not angry. You're. I'm, I have a skewed view, and I can't talk about <laughs> yeah. it on this podcast. Chris knows. <laughs> Wait, Chris has gotten a glimpse into like. <laughs> the not so positive side can of it. you tell it in like a metaphor version of it and i'll try and guess what actually happened well i i think you'd know in some way if i unlock it in your brain jonah and i have frequent conversations where, oh, okay. where we only okay. say negative things yeah okay. where we, we kind of yeah. but that's a cathartic i feel like that's yeah. cathartic because that's for me that's the only time i'm i'm able not able but the only time i actually like just solely i'm like just darkness pouring. well that's been sort of an issue that i think about a lot because i try to be positive and put positive stuff out there but also like sometimes like talking shit is funny and it makes you happy does so is that bad you have to, you got to release that baggage somehow right you know but is you it, can't just be positive and pretend that there is no negativity in your brain like that's just that's just a lie yeah but this happens to me all the time where like someone will say something and i'll be like i want to say this thing it's kind of mean but i don't think i'll ever get back to this person i think it'll make everyone laugh and make everyone actually (laughs) happy and most of the time 
I haven't, I haven't really been drinking for the last couple of months, but when I was drunk, I'd always be like, yeah, I should definitely say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm sort of more like, I don't know if I really want to like put yeah. that out there Yeah. or I'll like tone it down. Yeah, that's funny. When I when I was I was <laughs> drunk at that Union Pool thing, that the going off track Union Pool, Union Hall, Union thing. Hall. I get them confused uh, a lot. Yes, and um, I talked to I was talking to Matthew Cause from Not a Surf, who I just I fucking I love Not a Surf. Let Go especially, which I know everybody like. That's just like a perfect yeah, record. He's a great um, songwriter, and. Like I, I felt like he thought I was cool for a second, and then like I just kind of kept. He he was like, he he was like, hey, you want to go get some food with us? I was like, nah, I got another thing to do. He's like, all right, and then like I just kept explaining, the, like not what the other thing was, but just said I had another thing to do for a while, just drunk and just like trying to get out of it. So yeah, drunk talking is uh, you know. A lot like that. A lot like that story. It's bad. It's bad. It's terrible. Yeah. Whenever <laughs> Much I like think, that story. Yeah. Whenever you're like, should I say this or should I not say it? You should not say it. Yeah. If you're thinking that, you should not say it. I shouldn't have said that. No, no, that was fine. I think that was good. Chris, have you noticed since you stopped drinking that you um, don't wake up regretting everything yeah, you said the night? That's before? the main thing. Yeah. I, I realize. Like I don't. I still wake up kind of like in a panic, but I don't wake up. Like, when I wake up in a panic, I know why. Right. <laughs> now, yeah, back then when I woke up, I would be like, why do I feel like this? And then I would have to, and then you have to do the thing, the terrible, terrible thing where you replay things in your brain of what you did last night. And I've, I was, like I've said before, I've never been like, I was never like a crazy drunk guy or anything, but just, just that like layer of, you know, confidence in quotes that being drunk gives you yeah it's terrible i think it's just awful it's awful <laughs> I, my move is like the next morning i'll be like oh, i don't know and then i would like text a couple people i was with i'd be like hey fun hanging out last night like just making sure they're like yeah cool i was like okay yeah if they were like dude like not cool not cool I just, buddy just, i just go immediately for the apology just right away it's yeah like, i was sorry if i was crazy drunk and usually it's like no you were fine yeah. i actually when we were when we were in california i did this elaborate apology to someone who was like I don't know what you're talking about. Like, do you want to get breakfast? Like, nothing happened. Yeah. I was like, I was way out of line. Like, there's, no, <laughs> like, there's no excuse. Like, blah blah blah. And they were like, dude, seriously. Like, I have no clue what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So I, <laughs> there I tend is to no oh, excuse. And that's bad too, because they're probably like, what is this guy's deal? <laughs> yeah. Because now they're thinking he has something that he's holding against me in his brain that he thought he unleashed, but he actually didn't. <laughs> yeah. Sick against me, plug. Hey, gotta support my faves. <laughs> yeah, just largest play to show here. I know. I wish I went, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> how was it? I heard I, it was. I wish my friend was... Chris told me about it. Oh come on! You, you had me it's a on come. The internet. Hey, hey, come on. <laughs> hey, if I were us, I'd be coming too. Uh, it was cool. It was um. <laughs> cool reference to an ABC Family sitcom. Wait, there's a, there, okay, there's a show, there's what I believe to be probably a really good show, especially to be on ABC Family, called Becoming Us, and it's about, like, a f I, I'm not totally sure, but um, a few families or one family and the, the dad is transitioning to become a woman, 
This is a current show? This, this is, is a, show a that's future not even show. Out yet. Oh, wow. Okay. But there's been... In the next 10 years, it'll be on TV. That's, <laughs> is this <laughs> on the Fusion Network? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's on ABC, ABC Family. Family. Okay. Uh, so they, While we were recording our record, Christine was watching Harry Potter Forever, all the Harry Potter marathon and ABC Family. Right, so we weekend, would always so. see these commercials for Become... It's, the show's called Becoming Us. And every time I see the commercial, after I go... Looks like a great show. I'm thumbs up about this. It's called Becoming Us, and I go, hey, if I were us, I'd be coming too. <laughs> so there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a joke that I overtold, um, but I haven't shared on the podcast yet. Oh, I know. I know what's coming. Yeah. And uh, Chris has been around for a lot of these jokes. But yeah. Um, Anika from Trump wrote, uh, so excited to see Laura Jane Grace at a winery. And I said, I wonder if they're going to play uh, Becoming Axl Rose. Reinventing Axl Rose. Reinventing Axl Rose. Edit it out. Oh, my God. But it was. Jonah, that's a great joke. That was a good one because I was first I was going to be like, re, like reinventing Axl Merlot or something. And then yeah. I was like, you could just change one accent and yeah. change the whole just meaning. Just draw a line on it. Yeah. Just, and that's the perfect <clears throat> logical uh, next step from your previous. <laughs> Against me related pun. L- Laura Jane Grapes. Oh. When Chris was like, do you want a snack? And we're on the way to an Against Me show. Uh, anyways, this sh- <laughs> now that I've made a complete joke out of this really serious art. <laughs> we got uh, to find another wine. You're, you're like an artist in Against Me wine puns. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my niche. <laughs> very specific, but also very untapped. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the show was great. It was, uh, yeah, Laura was like reading, the, I interviewed her earlier in the day and then she was reading these kind of journal entries and then her and Adam would play songs. It was really cool. It's awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I saw you at the Frank Turner show earlier yep, in the week. That was cool. That was cool. A lot yeah. of big, must be, is it fun for you to come to New York and see all this stuff? I don't know what happens where you live. It's like, it's, there's like I, an air show or something. No, I, I, I had a great time. I like going, I like doing things and like going out yeah. in, in Naples. That's just like. Not an option, really. Do you ever, how often do you just, are you like, I'm just going to go like sit on the beach and like read a book or something? Zero. Yeah? Yeah, very unoften. <laughs> You're a fool. <laughs> the beach sucks. The ocean yeah, is I insane. I don't, I'm, I've been to it, I get it. It's, uh, you know what's funny is I'm not into the beach either, but I feel like. People freak out when they find out you're not into the beach. Yeah. Our friend, you're witnessing it happen. Yeah. So also, our friend Morgan from Hard Girls, every time I've toured with him a bunch lately, and I just I just rattle his cage when I tell him. Me and Morgan like are the beach. beach boys, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I always get sunburned, no matter how much sunscreen I put on. Okay. It's just not that's like, a that's, valid that's, concern. That's like a skin tone thing, though. I know that's not for everyone. And yep. I get, like, just, it's boring to me. I'm a bad swimmer. You don't have to swim. You're just laying down on the earth, man. That that ocean is in front of you, and that shit's huge and crazy, and you're just yeah. chilling out. It's just a good place to relax, man. Yeah, you're I'm rolling not into your eyes. It. I'm not so into it. big. I'm just not into it. I first of all, <laughs> I can't. You've been living at my house for two weeks. Going to be two and a half weeks. Okay, concede this point. You love the beach. <laughs> Is that my rent? It's your rent. <laughs> you have to go to the beach every day when you're home. <laughs> for oh, as wow. long as you've been at the house. Oh my, wait. I have to live at the beach <laughs> for two and a half weeks? Yeah. Wow. What, what's your issues at the beach? Well, my main thing in general is I'm, I'm a bad relaxer. 
Yeah. Don't re- I just don't relax. It's it's rare to relax. That's why I like going to the movies because it's it's one of the only times where I kind of am not thinking about other things. Uh, sand sucks. Uh, the sun is not my friend. I think. I mean, I get it, but you just got different. It exhausts me. I love it. Well, yeah, and I'm, I live in Florida, so I'm walking. Or I told you this the other day. When I walk from my car into my house, like that one, uh, that that twenty second walk is like takes me out of the game for the rest of the day. It's like it can get so hot that it's it's unmanageable in Florida. <laughs> so. To go just hang out in that outside, ugh, yucky. Yucky. <laughs> That's my final point, yucky. Yeah. But for you, I'll go. Uh-huh. For you, I would do almost anything. <laughs> Jeff, is it hard for you to relax? You seem like a pretty driven guy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, um, but you're really good at, at like enjoying life, I've noticed. And I'm not. <laughs> Give me what? What's an example? Like okay, so well, on that I just eat like pizza tour, whenever I want. No, like on tour, <laughs> and like even when we've been here, like you're like let's let's just go walk down to the water and hang out there. Okay. And I would in my life never do something like that. But just, when we do it, I'm like, this is great. Well, this that's is like a Empire nice State little moment. We had that crazy light show. Yeah, and stuff like that happens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm good at. I'm not good at relaxing when I'm home because I'm always working when I'm home, um, like literally inside my home. Um, but like the 30 to 40 minutes I could leave my house a day when like I'm like crazy doing work, I try and just make it nice and just chill out. I'm good. Like that's the thing. When I go like to the water, when I'm like chilling by the river or like on going on a bike ride or like on the roof or something or at a beach that's usually when i can have like chill time or if i smoke weed i'm very good at like if i smoke weed i don't work when i smoke weed at all that shit's for that shit's for relaxing yeah (laughs) you know i found that meditating i can get the same buzz i get from smoking weed it just takes longer really but it doesn't it gives me the same like calmness or something so what's i've had this discussion with somebody recently and this is not please forgive me for this question but what exactly is the process of meditating well so i'm doing a podcast a side podcast about this i just started meditating myself too i'm i'm easing into it started meditating yourself i started meditating i'm doing this side podcast (laughs) i'm I'm gonna be releasing soon we have three episodes with chris conley because he's like very into it and it's just us talking about meditation um there's like so many different kinds, but I feel like the kind that works best for me is just like um like mindfulness where you just like set a timer, sit down like with your back straight and just try to just focus on your breathing like in and out. And then if thought comes into your head, then you like don't judge it. You just recognize like, oh, that's a thought. I'm going to go back to my breathing now. I'm not going to judge it. Let that go. Go back. And it's just kind of stuff comes in. You acknowledge it and then you get go back. That's exactly what somebody else told me. Yeah. So this is the shit I have to do, huh? Yeah. All right. It's cool. And if you do it for like five minutes, like seriously. Five minutes? I mean, like... That's I, no time at all. Yeah. Do you do it in the morning? Yeah, I do it when I wake up. Yeah, And then try to I do it in the afternoon. But um, yeah, it's... But five minutes feels like a long time at first. Like you're like five minutes is nothing. But, but I feel like kind of going back to like what you were saying about not being able to relax. I feel like... That's been a real issue 
Do you think like having a smartphone and all that stuff? I feel like that's been an yes. issue with me because it's like I waste so much time in that thing where I'm like I could have gone for a bike ride. Like I'm not, and half the time I'm not accomplishing anything. Right. Yeah. I'm just like looking at someone's fucking salad. Yeah. No, I, I'm right <laughs> there with you. I often go through stretches where I like. I still like look at all the things I look at, but I make it harder for myself to look at it. Like I delete all the apps that make it very easy to look at yeah, we were like just Twitter and Instagram and stuff. So it's not like, like an instinct reaction to just pick up the phone and click Twitter and then I'm sucked yeah. into something. So, yeah. But we were talking, so, uh, Chris Norris said he ran into you guys the other day. Yeah. Um, well, well, he was very embarrassed about the situation he was in. It was awesome. It was a very un-Chris Norris I know, type I know. situation. He's worked, he's worked very amazing. hard creating his brand, so I don't want to dilute it at all. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, Steak Mountain. Best best graphic designer. Best graphic he's designer. The best he is. graphic he designer. Is. If you need a graphic design, hire that dude. Yeah. Especially if you want to look cool. Uh, yeah. But he, yeah, he had told us, I can't remember if it was on the podcast or not, that he just, like, turned his phone off at, like, 6 or 7 o'clock. That's And when I email him, like, yeah, hmm. and I tried to get him to come in today to guest host. He couldn't. He really wanted to, but he wrote me back at like ten o'clock and was like, "Dude, I, I was like, he's like, can you believe I'm writing you back? Because he always it's like nine in the morning the next day I hear from him, and I think that's good, but I just don't think I could do it. I could do it maybe if it was like ten p.m. Yeah, and I've tried to do stuff like that before, and uh, you know I've done it for a day or two, but then I just basically forget that I was even doing it. Yeah, Luke, Luke has had a thing where he was. Don't check it for the first hour you're awake. That's, that's I, I hear hard. that's like really important too. It's I saw hard, an interview yeah. with Carly Rae Jepsen where she said the same really? thing. Really? Yeah. So what about just <laughs> keeping your phone in a different room and having a different alarm situation? You know what I mean? Just setting up something else. Go back to old school alarm clock. Keep your phone in a different room and just kind of like wake yeah. up naturally. You know? I Maybe find, that's the I trick. find my most... Yeah, my I've most heard, sorry, go. Yeah, I know some people who won't use the alarm on their phone. They'll just buy a separate alarm clock for that reason. I find my most productive days are when I I wake up and I don't look at my phone for at least an hour and I like eat breakfast without it and I like read for like a half an hour or something yeah. and then I look at it because then I've kind of I'm going to try and do that. I'm going to try think to do I, that my, too. my mind has a chance to kind of think about what I actually need to do in the day without kind of getting like distracted by a thousand like literally a thousand things before literally i even do any one thousand I, I would say literally a thousand things i look at within the first hour so, of, or are of you waking saying up. don't work within the first hour of waking up or just like well i i, I say think, just don't don't look at your phone i think don't look at your phone because you guys are probably like me in the sense like email you you wake up you look at your phone you have all these emails and you assume every email is someone telling you bad news oh yeah like you're sure. instantly stressed someone could or at be like, least something that you have to do yeah. which is as which is worse than yeah. bad news it could be like <laughs> a friend bad news that you have to put forth effort it could be like an old friend just saying hi and i see the name i'm like oh this person's going to want me to yeah. do something out of time like literally i just assume or like uh this is from like my editor they're going to say like they hate me i'm fired yeah. like yeah. and yeah. It's, it's oh yeah i have that exact same just constant dread yeah yeah where does um, that come from, guys? I, I don't know. I got doing uh, things wrong constantly, <laughs> and and like it's just a natural reaction to anybody saying things to you. It's like, well, I've been fucking things up for about thirty years now, so <laughs> I know what this text is going to say. It's going to say you fucked something up, <laughs> and most of the time, it is a text that says that. But yeah. most of the time, it's also like something that probably isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Like you fuck something up, and then 
either gets fixed or it doesn't. That's my, the my, thing. That's the trick is realizing that nothing is a big deal. My therapist yes. always tells me fear is not a fact. Is that from Arrested Development? I don't think so. It's I like a, that. Something my therapist. Yo, your therapist is stupid. <laughs> Therapy is dumb, Chris. Sorry, that was that was insensitive of me. Fear is not a fact, though. I know, yeah. that, and that helps me. How do you guys feel about fear? You like it or dislike it? Uh, I think a a a, a half. Of the amount I have would probably be a, a perfect amount to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that way too. I feel like it's good as like a self-preservation thing. Like, don't wa- walk up to that mountain lion. Yeah, but right. I think like when you're like, ugh, I'm like nervous to go in there and order a piece of pizza. That's yeah. not good. <laughs> that's unhelpful. For yeah, me. I don't feel like it's ever. I know a lot of. Do you think it's motivating? I don't feel like it's ever been motivational. For I me. think if it if it was less, if I had less fear, it would be motivating. Yeah, but I, uh-huh. but I have so much. I don't know if I have so much. I I don't have anything to compare it to, but. I have an amount that I often feel like it's keeping me from doing things because I get just too like overwhelmed or just like afraid to take a step in a direction because I'm afraid to have a conversation with somebody or yeah. But you know put myself that, out there. And you know way. in your head that that's bullshit. Though, I know, right? but it's so, hard to well, get past. Do you ever? T- okay, yeah, it is hard. Yeah, I mean, I've, I try I, and do it all the time. Just like this is stupid. Just do yeah. the stupid thing. And oh it's yeah, gonna be and I've gotten, I've, and, I've gotten like. Five times better at it in the past like year and a half, I think. So for those keeping track, thousand things to do on your phone and uh-huh. five, five times, times better at fear. Yeah. I I've used yeah. fear as a motivating thing, but I'll use it in as a motivating thing in a super negative way. Uh-huh. Like I think I told story on the podcast <clears> before. Like I was um oh, perfect example. Someone in the thirties. I wanted to stage dive at this no effect show. Uh huh. And I was like drinking whiskey and I was like, I should stage dive. Like I'm on the side of the stage. Like when's this going to happen again? And then I blew it. I was like, oh, I'm scared. It's Irving Plaza. It's a big barricade. And then I like turned in this thing where I was like, if you don't do this, like this is every like opportunity you've had in your life. Are you going to chicken out like you always yeah. do? Oh, Are you wow. going to do this thing? And this is like, I made it into this like metaphor where like if I didn't do it, I was like a failure at everything. And I did it and it was fine. But, like, I was like, dude, you don't need to make this into, like, life or death either. <laughs> like, that doesn't seem like a healthy, like, yeah. strategy. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the thing about overcoming fear is that, like, <laughs> sometimes, like, I think any time I've ever, like, jumped off of, like, rocks into water yeah. somewhere, that kind of goes through my head. Just like, boy, you can fucking chicken out of this. You can't <laughs> yeah. do this. But, like, sometimes, like, it's okay to just not want to right. do something. And it's like, you just and, be and, like, wait. To like to have perspective to think about. All right, I don't want to do this. And get up there and be like, no, nah, I don't want to do this. Right. Like instead of being like, you, you're a failure. <laughs> right. right. And it's like it's, it's like almost like like a psychopath. Like if someone was actually next to you saying this to you, like, hey, Jonah, do this, or like everything you've ever done in life is a joke. Like, are you gonna pussy out like you did yeah. on everything else? Are you gonna be a man for once in your life? You'd be like, whoa, dude, like relax. <laughs> <laughs> but once in your head, you're like, okay, that seems like that seems valid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, fears through my head too. I, yeah, fears not a fact. So, so how do you how do you how have you learned to cope with your fears, Chris? Uh, kind of what Jeff said. Just kind of you got to just t- attack it head on. Really. Yeah. I spend a lot of time. Uh, I I had a, I watched that Nick Cave movie. Uh, Twenty thousand Hocus Pocus Days on Earth. <laughs> have you seen that movie? No. It's really cool. It's it's like a half documentary, half like concert film, and then like weird. It's really it's a really interesting movie. I recommend it. 
um, even if you don't like Nick Cave. Um, but he says something in it that that I wrote. I have a chalkboard uh, door, and I and I wrote really big on it. His quote: "It was uh, uh, I don't remember it. <laughs> I just don't remember what it is now." That story rocked. Great story, huh? <laughs> Hold on, I'm I'm trying to untap it in my head. Oh, I'm Nick Cave and you're not. Uh, I don't remember what it is. Take it to the caves. I'm uh, Nick Cave and you're not. Yeah, yeah. that's the quote. I, that I always had. want to remember that. Uh, um, <laughs> what a terrible, terrible thing for my brain to do. <laughs> I kind of love. I'm glad I started the story, guys. Everyone, well, everyone should watch it then. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, teaser. Yeah, really good teaser. Now I really want to see it. There's one good quote in the movie. (laughs) See if you can pick the quote (laughs) that changed Chris's life that he can't remember. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, it's I. I, Maybe I'll think of it. Yeah, if it comes back to you, I'll leave you a message. On your phone, and Please. you can play it at the end yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, can you insert it right here in the <laughs> podcast, the quote? We'll put the quote on the website for this. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you, you, if you're listening to this, you can you can scroll down and see the quote. Great. Perfect. Yeah, it'll be great. Perfect. Um, so what else, guys? What else is going on? You guys, are you, how's the, are you guys still doing the podcast? Back yeah, to the we, island? we missed out on a lot of it this past two weeks. Yeah, we did one episode so far. Okay. Our initial plan was to do 10, which is 20 hours of, <laughs> of work for us because we have to one. watch Lost right. and then do an hour podcast. Uh, but we've done one so far. We made a full record, but we made, I Honestly, when I was coming here, I thought we were going to do more podcasts than music making. And yeah. we ended up doing all the music making. Because initially when we talked about doing this, we weren't even sure we were going to be able to make a full record because i'm wor- i was working on another record at the time am i allowed to talk about this i think so hmm. you don't have to say who record it was. i think didn't this, i think this got announced already did it i think so who the alkaline trio dude no no okay no. gotcha i did that, that though yeah okay uh but yeah i'm making a record with a friend of mine right now uh is it bob dylan yeah with bob <laughs> dylan now it seems like it's shrouded in secrecy I mean, there's been a lot of like Instagram things that make it pretty clear what's going on. Has there on. been? Yeah. Well, I can release this whenever take a, too. Take a guess. I can Let's wait. T- one question. Uh, it's the only person I know, basically, besides Chris. <laughs> Mikey Erg? Oh, uh, no. No, I, me and, uh, okay. Anyway, no, we just, like, at the beginning of May, right when I got back from tour, we started working on the Laura Stevenson record. Okay. Which I knew was going to spill over into this record a little bit, but it was just, like, two things at once. I don't even know why I'm fucking talking about this at this point. So much buildup. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. yeah, I, we're doing that. I've done a lot of stuff since the last time I saw you, because the record came out since I saw you. Right. Like, the Dan Andriano thing happened since I forgot I about you. that, Yes. Yeah. How was that? Wild. Yeah. We lived at Mike Park's basement, in Mike Park's mom's basement the whole time. Wow. Me and uh, Dan, who I had not met before then, really, other than like one time, were living in Mike Park's mom's cold basement. It was awesome. He seems like a nice guy. I haven't hung out with him that much. He's a, have you ever had him on the podcast? No, I tried to get those guys on here when they were doing the uh, all the shows. The album shows and it didn't work out or something. Yeah. But I went to two of them. They just must not have had enough time in New York, huh? <laughs> Only like what a week. 
Come on, guys. I Just think kidding. I think it had something to do. Well, I think we tried to get mad at. I think he didn't want to like do interviews when he had to sing for. Like, I think he had so many shows in a row. Yeah, that makes some people sense. Are, are some singers are like that. They don't want to do like hour long interviews and then play a show. Yeah, singing in a band sucks. Does it? I've never yeah. done it. You can't. Like everybody who plays guitar or bass or keyboard or drums in band, you can hang out as much as you want the whole time and not worry about like when you hang out, your voice might not work the next day and everything will go to shit. You know what I mean? I know, but you don't have to like worry about plugging in gear or I like play guitar too. Yeah, but I guess if you play guitar, you're sort of getting like the worst of it. But if you just sing, I feel like it's like. You think just singers don't load in? They should if they don't. They should. I don't know. I don't feel like I know any just singers. Do you? It's not. It's it. It kind of. It seems like it comes and goes in like popularity, doesn't it? It's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, and it's weird when someone who was a singer then picks up a guitar. Like yeah, like to me, like I always picture Saves a Day as just Chris singing, but he's played guitar in that band for now like twelve years or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's. Sometimes it just seems like a prop or something. Not with him, obviously, because he right. writes the music. But like, doesn't it feel that way to you? Like when, like, I feel like if like Chris Martin has a guitar on or something, yeah. you're like, or like when Craig Finn has a guitar on and he's just like playing one chord, just flailing <laughs> his arms around. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I uh, I feel like it would be really hard to be. Ju- do you ever you you did just singing ever? Um, it's it would be my ultimate dream. To just to be a just singing. Guy. What? A, yeah, terrible yeah. ultimate dream. That's what would you do with your dream. body the whole time? Oh, you don't even know the <laughs> things I can do with my body. Okay, would you just dance? I would dance. You'd be like Jarvis Cocker. That guy's cool. I don't know. Like the moments where in like fake problems or Antarctica sets where I don't have a guitar, I feel an added an added freedom to kind of interact with the audience more in a way that I I just can't when I'm when I have my guitar. But if you're only singing then you have constant interaction. What are you going to It's like having a conversation for 40 minutes. Right. How would anybody How do could that? How anybody do something like that? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't know, like the guy from the National, he seems to pull it off pretty well. I would never want to be like uh, well, I don't want to call anybody out, but I'm not going to be like Swinging a mic around. <laughs> See, that shit seems cool. More like get two mics. I would think yeah. it's weird though One that swing that moment when there's like a guitar solo and you're not singing and then yeah. like you're kind of like acting yeah that is like, that is awkward. I'm into it. Like it's kind of that's like always a weird moment for yeah. me. Bongos. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, just get them. Just bongos just and just start hit rocking the bongos, out. Hit the djembe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so you guys have any any other collaborations you're working on? You got Antarctica. You got the podcast. Seems like you guys always got a lot of good creative connection here. Those are the only two. You clapped on Laura's record. I clapped on Laura's nice. record. Yeah. Um, we took those claps out, of course, replaced them with professional clappers. But <laughs> oh, you know, it was a I great. Was it was happen. a great guide. Great oh, yeah. guide. <laughs> clap track. Yeah. Clap. Cl- scratch claps. <laughs> um, did I guys ever, ever tell you about the click track joke I had? Uh, this is one of my other really good puns. Uh, we were in the studio and someone had a... I probably told this on the podcast too, probably. But uh, someone had like an egg shaker. and uh, they, they brought were, it to your podcast? No, no, no. We were... Uh, oh, okay. UN was recording. Okay. And... Uh, United Nations. United Nations. <laughs> and someone was like, 
we're trying to decide if we want to use a click or not. And they're like, oh, we can't decide. And I held this egg shaker. I was like, well, we can use this and have a cluck track. <laughs> Great. Beautiful. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. You should, man. Yeah, it did that's not. Good. It, it did not get a lot of laughs, but I, it was one of those ones where I was like, I'm gonna save it and retell it a lot, and so eventually people will like it. Cluck track is great. Thanks, guys. Man, both of these jokes are really good. Thanks, Jeff. Becoming Axel Rose. <laughs> Cluck track. Uh, yeah. I, I that's what I thought. I've yeah, I've got a couple longer ones. I'll tell you after. Okay. Um, so we talked about overcoming fear. That's pretty good. Talked about meditation. Meditation. Um, any other like really like stuff you want to get off your chest? You've been struggling with kind of existentially. Uh, organization. How do you guys stay organized? Oh, man, that's been one I've really been struggling with. I've never been like busy before in the past like like half year. Like since like at the beginning of this year, like shits are like really getting crazy. And I'm not very organized. My house is a mess. How do you clean up your house when your house is beyond messy? You just got to start doing it. Yeah. I organized my closet the other day and it made me feel way better. But I always do feel like I have like this clutter and I'm like, if I could fix this and just spend a couple hours, I would be so much happier. Like if I was reading a book and everything was like organized and clean, I'd be happier, but I can't do it. How much would you pay somebody to like clean to clean up your house one time but in a way that it was like all organized because i know you could like they have people yeah people do that they don't have people to like organize they have people like you have to clean your house before somebody comes over no they have people to organize my Uh, my issue is is the maintaining it though because i feel like if you're not actively like doing that it'll just go back to how it was yeah for sure like i clean my house every time i clean my house yeah it's dirty and like every weekend i like pick it up i'm like this is so nice and then i get home the next day throw my jacket on the ground yeah like why is that it's like a pattern but i think you're right i think you just need to fucking do it right it's because you're teaching yourself that you're like exhausted like oh it's been too hard a day for me to find the right place for this <laughs> jacket like that's how it's harder to pick it up later yeah yeah totally yeah what do you think? Just take small steps or what I, I clean my room probably every day. Really? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh was it ever really messy the first time before you cleaned up your room? It's never been that bad. Sometimes uh sometimes if I'm like depressed, I'll go a few days and then it'll be a little harder. <laughs> but okay. it's not so bad. Um it's mostly my girlfriend's clothes, to be honest. Do you clean her clothes? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, often. I, so that's I, what I got to do. She does a lot of stuff for me, though, so I'm not complaining. I also have noticed just having less stuff makes it easier. Like I don't, sure, I don't yeah. have that much stuff. I wish I had less stuff, and I, I wish don't even I didn't have too. that much stuff. Yeah, I'm sick of stuff. What am I going to do with my DVDs? I've had, I like, you know, get rid of them. Yeah, get rid of them. That's dude. crazy. I got like, I spent ten- so much money on those. Yeah, probably. That's right? a price of progress, my friend. Look at all the look you're reaping the rewards every day. This is something bad <laughs> that I'm going to say, but it helped me. And it's a I don't recommend it. I recommend a a, a more uh charitable solution to this. But when I would would drink um I would just throw some of my stuff away every time. Yeah, no matter what it was. Like I a lot of times it was a lot of clothes. I would just go and I would just throw it away. And not give myself the option of like retrieving it, right? And that that was really great. 
You know what I did once? <laughs> just getting rid of stuff. Yeah, getting it feels good. I mean, there's like there's really like ten things you need that you have probably. Yeah. Okay. Ten. Ten. Name Let's em. count them down. The always record. <laughs> <laughs> that one record. Um, uh, that's it actually. Oh wow! My phone. Got to check Twitter. <laughs> Got to get those tweets. Um, I was. And I might do this now at my DVDs now that you mentioned it, and my old shirts. Remember, I did like a thing where I cleaned out my record collection, but instead of like bringing it to like Academy or something to sell it, I just like had a thing on the, on my with a record label. Like if you ordered a record, I would just send you a random record yeah, from my record collection. Yeah, that is. A I good might idea. do that with my DVDs. Fuck it. You should. Yeah. You should. That's yeah. a good idea. I. uh yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I was just going to say something. I can't remember. Sorry. No, I'm talking. I drank this caffeine. I barely drank any of it. Oh, I, I, my problem I need to get rid of. Do you guys have like, I have like a box full of just chargers for stuff. I don't even know what it is. It's like outdated technology. It's awesome. Yeah. Just right? get rid you of need, them. You need like, you need a micro USB cable and you need yeah, an like iPod my, thing and you could get them anywhere. Yeah. And you don't, you could just I have like my trio shit. charging cable. I'm always like, maybe this t- old technology would be worth a Your lot. Your trio? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Can you, you please that? explain to the listeners what a trio God, is? Fuck yeah, I remember the trio. Uh, do you? Do no. you? Oh my God. So this was like three. Like a Palm Pilot? <laughs> yeah. It, it, was okay, the, yeah. it was as Sean far Stevenson as Palm Pilots got. It was right? like, it was the pinnacle of Palm Pilot technology. <laughs> It had the stylus. Gotta have the stylus. <laughs> the full keyboard. And yeah, and you would always lose the stylus. And I remember like buying them at the airport and it'd be like, four Pegasus is like a million dollars. They were so yeah, expensive. Because businessmen were at the airport like, I need my stylus. <laughs> um, you couldn't listen to music on it. No. Like you couldn't really do anything cool on it. But yeah, I ha- still have mine. I still have my charger. Yeah, I should just throw that shit away. Yeah. It's not worth anything. I've waited so long that it's like, no one's going to be buying that, I don't think. Or collect them all and put them in like a frame or something and make it art. Make it like the progress of of your technology. Yeah, that's true. Not the chargers, but just take the actual phones. That might be neat. Yeah. That's a good point. I feel like I have like 60 records that I want to get rid of, but... I, you know, I see people like sell their records all the time, but I would have to like ship them to somebody. It seems and like a just lot of doing work. that just doesn't yeah. seem worth it. Well, all you my- started a record label. You're gonna have to do that a lot. <laughs> I have somebody else ship them for me. Really? Yeah. Who? Eric. But see, you don't even do anything for your record label. No. <laughs> I'm a CEO, baby. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Delegation. You, sh- you should go on that um, undercover bosses show. Ooh, that would be cool. But yeah, I just show up at some guys at the warehouse that, that sends my records yeah, out, at, at and they know work. full well what I look like. You're wearing some <laughs> weird sunglasses. Yeah, some guys packing up a Smith hey, family what shirt. What are you guys doing? <laughs> this camera crew's following me around for my internship. <laughs> it's always like the flimsiest premise. Yeah, yeah. Jonah, what? Yeah. Sorry, I, I was just gonna say people who are on Undercover Boss, like the the people who aren't the boss. They, I bet like eight times out of ten they know what's going on. Dude, totally. What are they? Because there's cameras. In yeah, there. but they always yeah. make up something. They're like, we're making a documentary about bagels or something. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like yeah, oh. right. Uh, Jeff, were you gonna say something? Uh, what is your day to day? I feel like I made you do this last time you came on. I love doing stuff like this. Uh, 
I feel like a lot of people don't know what I do. I don't. I have no idea. I'd like to know. Let me tell you. Well, um, yeah, it kind of changes. Uh, I used to wake up and do yoga every morning, but I'm injured now. Oh. So I'm going to physical therapy. Sorry, what's, what's wrong? Got the sciatica. What is of, it's I've, like this nerve kind of that starts in your butt and runs down your leg. Ugh. From stage Suck. diving? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> From, <laughs> From testing the limits of my body. Uh, but so, oh, that sucks. Sorry, yeah. man. So I'll get up now. I'll get up and meditate. Check my email. And then if I have a podcast like this, I'll come in. I'm doing a couple podcasts today. Um, or I'll just like, I do a lot of writing. So it's like, I have like a CD review due tomorrow or like this article with Laura. So I'll work on that email try to get more work if there's a sound advice thing i'll edit that i'll um there's band stuff i'll work on that it kind of depends mostly writing checking email so it's usually not super exciting if i'm you work from home a lot i work from home a lot do you find that when you're done working from home when you're done working you're just like oh i'm still at home and you feel stressed out that you don't get to go anywhere no, but I also feel like I'm never, never done working. Like, I love working yeah, from home. Yeah, that too. But sometimes I'm like, when my friend's like, dude, like, five o'clock, I leave and I don't think about work till I show up the next day. I always feel like I should be getting something done. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I didn't I get enough done. I feel the same way. See, that's, yeah. Trying to turn that off at the end of the day is tough. Yeah. It's possible, but I think it's really hard, especially, yeah. yeah. Also, what's hard for me is writing creatively when I'm just sitting in front of my computer writing all day for work. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I should write some creative. I'm like, I don't want to sit in front of my computer and write. Yeah. I want to do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. True. Got to leave your house some more maybe, right? Kind of do you ever yeah. work in coffee shops and stuff? I'm, I don't like it. I like having my own shit, my own bathroom, like yeah. my own. And I also having feel, your own bathroom is clutch. is nice. I also feel like whenever I work in a coffee shop, I end up spending more money than I worked. I'm like, I'm gonna get a coffee. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm kind of hungry. I'm gonna get like the salad, and then I'm like, I spent like thirty dollars <laughs> here to write this review that paid like twenty five bucks. <laughs> That's fun. I like working in a coffee shop because as a as a freelancey kind of person walking around Brooklyn, I always feel like I'm being judged for like, hey, this fucking kid's just out at one o'clock in the afternoon doing nothing. So I like being in a place and being like, see, no, I work. I'm working. Let's see. Let's, Look. Let's end this podcast with you taking us through your day because you seem like kind of like I just, if someone asked me, was like, was Jeff? Dead? I was like, he's like a full time punk. Yeah. I wake up. I just go drink a 40 <laughs> in the park and, you know, start some shit. Um, I wake up, I look at emails, I freak out, I go, I have too much to do today, fuck. Uh, then I'll take a shower, um, make some iced tea, and so I guess, a, like, uh, huh, I don't know. I'll If I have time, if I'm not doing a lot of stuff, which has been the case recently, I'll immediately start with mail order, just figure that out. I've always got, like, accounting stuff that I need to be doing, so if I have, like, a free day, I'll just do accounting all day and be like, okay, that stuff's done, that's good. Um, if not, like, for example, a lot of the days that you were here, I'd wake up. Um, one day I, I got started by editing a Chuck Reagan video that I was working on. I did that, knocked that out and then started working on stuff with Laura for her record. She came in and we recorded stuff. And then I think at the end of the night we did back to the Island or like at the end of the night we started working on things. And then it was like, Oh, it's 11 o'clock at night, make some dinner, 
maybe and then like try and go to sleep at like one o'clock in the morning but just have like all these songs rattling around in my head because i've been listening to the same song over and over again right like for an entire day um and it's fun it's great it's like it's it's awesome it's a dream job uh it rules i feel like i get stressed out while i'm busy while it's happening but like the fact that i like the last month i've been able to make records with two of my favorite people and like that's what I've been doing. Like that hasn't been the thing that I've done after I've gone to work. Right. Um, is awesome. It yeah. rules. Yeah. That's great. So yeah, I don't know. Is that my day to day? Yeah. I'll get, I'll get a bagel occasionally try and figure out what to eat for lunch. That's, yeah. That can be tough. Yeah. But like, I mean, mostly it's just like working, working, working on things. And, uh, the next month I have free and that's going to be rad. Nice. Chris, what do you got coming up? Uh, coming up, I am going to Jeff's wedding. Nice. <laughs> That'll be good We're for my career. I'm going to meet yeah. a lot of celebs. Do a lot of networking? Do a lot of networking at Jeff's wedding. God. Who's the biggest celeb? I think Chris Gethard's going to be the biggest Chris celeb. Gethard, and he's, so he's out. He's only... He is, <laughs> um, yeah, you already know. Will him. Wagner gonna make good with Will Wagner. Oh yeah, Australian on the other side of the pen, hey, mate. Hey, boy, boy. Um, <laughs> no, um, I have some songs I need to write when I get home, and then I go. <laughs> You're gonna leave it at that, huh? Well, some potential commercial opportunities. <laughs> I will be working on. Yeah, I feel like whenever yeah. you're here, you can, I remember you, last time you had that Tim Casher thing coming out, but you couldn't talk about it. You're like, I'm doing some stuff with one of my heroes. Can't say. Yeah. How good is that Tim Casher thing? It's awesome. So good. I just got you the new Good Life job. record, too, which is also awesome. Oh, yeah? God. Very good. Hell yeah. Yeah. That rocks. You think you could send like a test press our way or something? <laughs> just to listen yeah, I have, to like, That's how you I get only it, listen right? on the test presses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's economical. Um, um so yeah, I, I have. I'll be writing when I get home. I might have to buy a new laptop because my laptop crashed. Okay. Um, coming out with the vinyl version of the Christmas album. Nice. Uh, probably in like October or November. Some probably October. Um, I'll be on tour in July and August with Rocky Vadolato and Dave Haas. And then after that, I'm getting married. Um. September. In September. September. Day before my birthday. Yeah. Um, And then, I don't know. I'm playing the fest, and I might be doing some other touring around then that's kind of just getting worked out. And when's it, do you guys have any idea when the Antarctica record might come out? Um, We're trying to release it digitally July 4th, but uh, we might send it to, we we, we are going to send it to a few people to see if they're interested in working with us on it. And then we're going to have that classic conversation that we had for the last record where I'm like, I want to put this out digitally right away. And they're like, no. And then I make the choice of like, okay, are we going to just do things our way anyway? Which usually is what I end up doing. Yeah. Um, so the tan- did I answer your question in any way? So maybe, 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 maybe hopefully this summer. It's a summer record. Summer. So we want cool. it out yeah. for the summer for people to enjoy. Yeah. Great. And, awesome. Uh, yeah. And I'm going on tour in July and August oh, yeah. with my band and Dan Andriano's band pulling double duty every night. It's wow. going to be fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for coming back, guys. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thanks for having us. How did we do? I think that was really good. Yeah? That was really fun. I'm going to look up that quote. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. When you, we're going to post that, that quote. changed my life. Yeah, the most like important thing. Get over fear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> that was maybe my favorite part of, of any interview we've ever done. <laughs> Wow, that was Chris and Jeff. Two, two super cool dudes. Those guys. Those dudes, right? Two great tastes that taste great together. Yeah, they're great on their own. They're great together. They're great with Benny. I love their insight. Yes. It's very deep. What was the most insightful thing for you, Aaron Bassanelli, yeah, Aaron, what did engineer, you think? rubber tracks? I just, I thought the some of the personal details they, they, they told us. Could you be a little more specific? <laughs> um... You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Did you go patch something in while that podcast was running? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Aaron. Jonah? What's the craziest thing that's happened to you during a recording session? The craziest thing? Yeah. Uh, Not to put you on the spot, but to totally put you on the spot. Right, right. Um, are we doing another going off track right now? Is what's happening? <laughs> yeah, there's maybe it's gonna be a mini mini EP. Uh, like anyone, like get naked or like start cra- making out. No, the, or like I, I, the one of the craziest sessions I ever had. Someone um, broke into a office on the same floor and fucked a hooker on an executive's desk. Wow! One of the, one of the artists. Yes. A hooker, not just a groupie. Yeah. Yeah. So like mm. money exchange. Was this a hip hop act? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> was it like, was it like you found out about it later? Was he like, you guys won't believe what just happened? No, no. Um, like, was he like. Found out about it later. Okay. And uh, yeah, the guy, all, the, all my crazy studio stories revolve around this one particular artist. Okay. He also lit things on fire in the live room. He would skateboard in the control room doing kickflips into gear. It was... Ow. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was a champ. Was it Little Wayne? <laughs> no. Okay. That's my only guess. <laughs> Would have been awesome if it was. Yeah. Um, well, that's a pretty good story. Do yeah. you want to say who it was? I'm not going to say who it was. <laughs> it gets like, actually more... The more the, it would be really depressing if I told you who it was. <laughs> so remember that. <laughs> and Hire then, Aaron to engineer your record and he will not squeal. I you. won't squeal. Yeah. Did you hear that, MC Hammer? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I have no idea who it is. <laughs> I'll just like get sued now or something. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. Two Chris hookers and- in the pants. Oh, man. Oh, man. Crazy life. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Chris and Jeff have a new Antarctica Vespucci record. You can get it. Um, thanks to Converse Rubber Tracks. Um, Brad and Aaron work here. I don't. But uh, you can record here. Yeah. I mean, you pretty much work here. I sort of work here, except I don't get paid. paid. (laughs) I'm doing an unpaid internship. I just turned 36. Uh, (laughs) There's a movie about that. Is there? Uh, (laughs) Is that the one with... uh, It's an intern movie with Robert Robert De Niro. Niro. Oh, yeah. I'm like like the Anne Hathaway character. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's Brad. Brad's the Anne Hathaway. Which one of us? Funny story. Robert De Niro. (laughs) I actually went to a party and Anne Hathaway was there, and... uh, my friend was there. My friend Ben was really drunk and he kept trying to get her. It was right when Four Loco got banned and he had one and he kept getting her to try to drink it. And she was like, I don't, I don't drink. And he'd be like, all right. And then later he'd be like, Andy, this is like, you can't find the stuff anywhere. Do you want it? And she was like, nope, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I would have done the same thing. Yeah, it was pretty would funny. Have. It actually is a good anecdote. Now at the time I was sort of like, can you please, yeah. please, please don't do that. Super weird. Please don't do that. But uh, yeah, and halfway, very nice. She was, she was really nice. Anyways, uh, 
If you want to support this podcast, go to goingofftrack.com, um, donate a dollar to help us pay for our server costs if you want. Or $1,000. Or $1,000, but a dollar, I mean... You, or like, $100,000. You tip people a dollar for doing almost nothing, so tip us a dollar. You got an hour of entertainment. Or a euro. Close to a euro. Close to an hour. Or an English pound. Yeah. Um, you can also just leave us a nice review or... Um, Star, I guess that star thing is a review or comment yeah. on iTunes. You can <laughs> yeah. do that. You can, um, you can just tweet at us. Um, that's pretty much all the stuff just you can do. So someone, uh, someone emailed, sent me a tweet yesterday saying they wanted a t-shirt. So you, you, you have to pay for those. If you want, you have to pay for those. If you want a t-shirt, email us or tweet at us because if enough people say they want them, maybe we can see if we can do them. Maybe. But if it's just that. one person... I don't know if we can do that. Steven can send you an extra large. Yeah, we have some extra large shirts <laughs> left over somewhere. Um, so yeah, so thanks for listening to the podcast. This has been episode, I think, 176. Something like that. Something Whoa. like that. So that's, yeah, this one. Yeah. So congratulations, Jonah. Thanks, Brad. Congratulations <laughs> to you. You've made it far in life. Yeah. 176 episodes of a... Think about how many days that is. In 36 years. Well, I guess... That's like a that's like a week. 24 podcasts <laughs> would probably be about a day. So, let's see what... Let me just do some quick math here. I said a week. I bet you it is like... <laughs> I bet you it is like a week. Let's see. You've sat in this room for a week straight talking to people. <clears throat> um, With or at? Well, I can't... <laughs> do I have a calculator? Just trust time? me. Trust my math. If you just swipe up... You must trust my math mind! You can select the calculator app. It's over a week, dude. It is over a week. I think you're, you're right. I, I, got I, you, I got you a calculator. You, I keep <laughs> trying to open this calculator app, and it's just this emoji app. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 100... Damn, who's 76 divided by 24? 7.3. Over a week. A week and then another third of a day. Yeah. That's impressive. I'm actually working on a, uh, an assignment right now for Vice where I'm watching a documentary in one sitting that's 11 hours long. Wow. So Jeez. I didn't do that that's this week. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, I'm pretty can excited. Can you talk about that on the air? I can talk about it after it runs. I don't want to ruin the surprise. <laughs> it's going to be a really long day for me, though. You can yeah, talk about it right now and nobody, no one would know. Because yeah, probably no one is still everyone's listening. Everyone's turned off this podcast <laughs> at this point. People probably feel like they've been listening to this podcast for 11 hours. <laughs> like, they looked at the counter on the thing like, what? Are, they've still got three more Didn't minutes Jonah to talk. Already, like, <laughs> what are they going to say? This podcast, Joan already did the thing where he asked for money that we're going to ignore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now he's talking about some work thing I can't even read yet. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. I have my phone back. Uh, I'm going to keep Aaron's phone. (laughs) Okay. And uh, yeah. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.